Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, trying not to feel too sad about the end of 2021. I only have a few hours left. It's been a good year, huh? You don't want to let it go? Just a lot of good things happened. And some bad things. Like every year? Yeah. I'm hopeful for 2022. 2022 is going to be amazing. The best. We're going to get a big sponsor. I guess let us know if you'd like to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Let us know if you would like to help us have a good 2022. Well, to help you have a good 2022, yeah. we're going to be talking about licorice pizza. Mm. The best kind of pizza, huh? Mm. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, no, licorice pizza sounds so gross. It's like a savory, sweet situation that I'm not into. No. No one, no one wants that. It's referencing a record store or something. Is it? I have no idea. I think so. It's not explained in the film. Nope. It's a bad title. It's an awful title. But uh, before we talk too much about this Paul Thomas Anderson title, Ty, what is your favorite PTA movie? There Will Be Blood. Okay. Of course. It is great. You that's, have a different one? Uh, no, that's what I wrote down, but because you said it. You're going to come up with something else? I'm just going to shout out another movie I very much enjoy, Punch Drunk Love. Oh, well, that one's cute, of course. It's really fun. I think Adam Sandler does a great job in that role. I don't understand why Paul Thomas Anderson made that film, actually. It does, doesn't really fit his oeuvre? Yeah, he's got a kind of a bleak soul. It's hopeful. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. That one's got Philip Seymour Hoffman, which connects to this one. Does it? I didn't remember that. He's the operator of the Utah mattress company that runs the phone sex line. Yeah, I remember that now. Small part. Good. All right. His, I mean, I didn't even know this when I was watching the movie, but the main character, Licorice Pizza, is his son. Yeah, I knew that going into it. Do you think they look alike or... Not really. No. Uh, I mean, they're in the same family. Uh, <laughs> get it? Yep. You could tell her it's, it's not totally crazy. It's not crazy. Okay. I don't know who their mother is. Me either. No idea. Well, uh, I don't know. Were you excited about this movie? Are you no. a, Are you a PTA fan? No. Because he's a little too dark. Well, I don't... Yeah, and I just don't like... Uh, he's too insidery to me, or too like cool. Yeah, he's too cool for school. I just don't like those kind of people. That's what I don't know. That's the vibe I get. It's weird. I don't really know him, obviously. So I could just be making this up. But there's just something about it. It's a little bit off-putting to me. Interesting. He hangs out with Haim a lot. That's just weird to me. He's so much older. Oh, uh, so it's just jealousy. <laughs> Ty wants to be friends with Haim. I'm pretty sure this uh, that's not true. I wish Haim all the best, though, and I love their music. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. He, it's more the... This read, I can't explain I mean, it. I would say I like his movies, but I don't love his movies. Uh, I, I, there will be what's excellent. But his other ones, are they're, they leave me kind of feeling cold and unhappy and... Yeah, it's just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. But this movie is very sweet, too. Kind of, right? If you're into relationships between 25-year-olds and 16-year-olds, then yes, I guess. Well, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, then it's not that sweet. It's just weird. 
Okay, I, I know this is a total justification, but we don't really understand the time of this movie, the time frame. Like, does it happen over a summer? Does it happen over three years? My hope is it happens over three years and he's 18 by the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could see why you would hope that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Also, the characters are pretentious. It's very pretentious. Like, he's... The... the the boy, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The actor. Gary. Is it Gary? Yeah. Um, he's so, like, too much. Like, kind of sm- too smooth, smarmy? Yeah, definitely. Smooth talker. Kind of, I don't know, just kind of, like, you find out he gets... <laughs> it's, it's, you find out like he's kind of a gross kid. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm just not into that world. Like, why don't they ever make movies about, like, wholesome people when they're growing up? Because they're not interesting. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Well, what would the movie about 15-year-old Ty be like? A lot of volleyball. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) There's drama in my life, too, Reed. That's good. I'm not boring. You think I'm boring? No. I'm not boring. I'm interesting. Yeah. So a movie about me as 15, at 15 would be wonderful. I can't totally admit picture it, but I guess ride it. Like they're all they're doing drugs. <laughs> it's like the only thing important to them is money, drugs, girls. That's like, is that how we all live? I think it's a lot of 15 year olds prioritize life. I don't know. I think. I guess I kind of like that he's a hustler, like that he like finds the waterbed thing and does that and. Opens the arc, the uh, pinball arcade. Like I just feel like he's not satisfied with his current state in life, and well, that that matches your Republican politics. I mean, I think that makes sense. Get out of here! <laughs> You're for the business creator in the in the world. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm honestly kind of surprised to hear you say that. Because why wouldn't it be cooler to do a film about a 15 year old who wants to make the world a better place? And the world beats them down. Maybe that's a movie I'll make. Okay. It's not boring to say we as human beings should care about higher ideals. I don't think it is either. Okay. Then we're on the same page. Exactly. I highly doubt it. (laughs) Doesn't feel like it. Okay, so you like how smooth he is and he's a hustler. Even if he's lying to people. I don't... Who does he lie to? Or he... He's a self-promoter. Okay, he doesn't lie, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he bends- Do you like self-promoters, Reed? You seem like the antithesis no. of a self-promoter. That's not my style, but I don't mind watching a movie about it. Okay. All right. I don't know. All right. And I think there's something kind of tragic about him, really. What? He wants to be an actor, but he is not successful. He's not the guy that books a spot on the other TV shows, like that friend that dates the girl for a little bit. And he's not... And then and he's going out to like that Sears suit commercial, but it's all like little 10-year-old kids around him in the audition room. Like, he's not super successful. He had that one moment, and then he just is what, chasing that. What one moment? Being on that show about the kids and like that's that where he gets to go to New York and do that showcase. Like I mean, some people would say that's succeeding as a young actor. Yeah, but it never nothing ever he doesn't keep trying to be an actor in the in the movie. That we see, it skips a lot of time, and, and, and we don't know what he's doing at this time. We, I don't understand how he doesn't have to be at school. 
ever. That's hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand how they're always, why are they always running at each other? <laughs> so that at the end, you could have a montage of scenes of them running interspersed with them actually running. I guess. That was weird, right? Was that effective for you? No. No, no it wasn't. Because there's a weird age gap. It, I mean, the romantic aspect of it is odd. Yeah. Also, you know, the 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 woman, she says to her sister, like, it's weird that I hang out with him, right? And, like, I don't know. It, it is, is weird. Like, yeah. And she says it herself. She knows it's weird. Yeah. It's just weird. It is weird. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I I was surprised that in the, I think in the theater you told me those are her real parents and like it's her you know it's her sisters playing that family. Yeah. That's pretty fun dynamic. I think I liked her interactions where she's like mad at the older sister and then my my favorite scene of the movie was her talking to the the middle sister <laughs> and the middle sister's like you just need to be less angry at people. <laughs> and she has such a strong reaction. I could not stop laughing. So it was a very funny scene. You're right. Yeah. And then there's the, the weird Bradley Cooper. Brad Cooper stuff was funny for sure. I didn't get the Sean Penn part of it. Really, like, like Sean Penn and that director were just annoying. Well. And predatory, right? Yes. That's it. Just trying to show that. I, th- I think it was just to show that Hollywood was predatory at that time, but also to show, I mean, it shows how vapid the, the celebrity movie star culture is too. It's not, it's definitely not, um, making those people look good. Yeah. They, they all look like nitwits. Well, and so self-involved. Yeah. Where he doesn't even recognize that she fell off the back of the motorcycle. Well, he's drunk. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, make excuses. <laughs> no. I'm, but this is this is the thing. It's like, there's a lot of these films. It's like eighth grade, actually. It reminds me of that film. You know? I didn't watch it because it didn't seem appealing to me. Okay, well, in that film and in this film, it's like, or maybe it's like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too, where... Love that one. Where the... You, you could be generous and say that the director is satiring this culture. But to me... I don't trust that the director is outside of it enough to do that. And actually like they think they're being cool to show all this stuff. Well, Paul Thomas Anderson grew up in that, like that area of California, right? Like is a guy who was into, you know, aware of Hollywood at a young age in the eighties or seventies. Yeah. And yes. And now he's the old filmmaker who hangs out with the really young Haim band and makes their music videos. Like, why is that not the Sean Penn relationship in this film it seems like he's not self-aware where to he's not self-aware enough to realize he's he follows a similar pattern i guess i I mean maybe we don't know anything about his real life interactions like he could be just i'm i don't have any problems with that okay it bothers me i know it's like it's like woody allen putting really (laughs) putting really young relationships with or relationships between old men and young women in his films like it indicates something I think you... In the psyche of the director-writer? No? I would not compare Paul Thomas Anderson to Woody Allen. Okay. Personally. That's my... Yeah. Uh, I'm also not saying I know that's true, but that's the vibe it gives to me. Okay. I mean, are there other things you did like about this movie? Well, 
I mean, I didn't, I didn't think the acting was very good. Did you? I don't think, I don't think the the lead, the leads were very good. No, I, th- I mean, I think you can kind of tell that they're it's not, it's, not really actors. It sounds like they're reciting lines. Yeah. Often. Yep. Um, I guess I was gonna say I like the, the music. Yeah, I mean it's fun music. A lot of period stuff. Yeah, it's nice. So you can like pick the pop songs of that era and convey things. The same guy who did the instrumental part was done by the same by Johnny Greenwood again, the the lead singer of Radiohead. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. I think the only part we haven't really talked about is like the Ben Saf the Safty character arc and Yeah. I feel like she's also being or she just gets kind of swept up in that political campaign but is being used by that campaign manager and then is totally being used by the Safty brother. Yeah. What's well, so this one's Joel? I don't know. Or Ben. Sure. It's, like, it's Ben, I think it's Ben. Yeah. Um Yeah. Why are you saying that? Well just like I don't know, it sort of takes her agency away to always be the pawn in things. Yeah. Well she's not I mean, yes, exactly. I would say that's But she's sort of unmoored as a character. I mean she has no exactly. drive. Right. Is that a very interesting character? She has no idea what she wants to do with her life. In that first interview that they have at the first date, she's like, I don't know what I want to do. I mean, why not have a character who wants something? In the stuff that I've read about afterwards, people are very critical of how... Or it's just kind of like a rambling story that feels very episodic, and I agree with that. Like, Why do we get so much time on the one job at Barbara Streisand's house, and then so much, it's, it's so much time at these like moments... But it doesn't make sense to me. I don't see a coherence. It doesn't build. It doesn't really build very well. I bet he had this idea about the gay mayoral candidate or Barbara Streisand's boyfriend, who's kind of a psycho, or opening a pinball arc. I mean, I feel like it does feel a little disjointed. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It, I'm, and my kind of interpretation is you're just dropping into these moments of these characters' lives, but not really uh, solid continual narrative yeah but it was just hard to stay engaged for this one i mean i just i was bored yeah what's her i was sitting there wondering why am i watching why am i seeing this story what is it building to i don't know yeah especially when the love connection's not totally obvious or like like do you think they have a lot of chemistry no i also didn't understand why she loved hanging out with him no she's yeah Uh, yeah. he, he was annoying like i wouldn't hang out with him no, and like you you learn about the stuff he did with that other girl, like when they're playing around with the like the gas cats, they're just he's immature. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a, he did a thing. He made it. <laughs> uh Ty, what are you gonna rate licorice pizza out of five? I'm giving it a two. I'm gonna give it a three. What? I mean it's you just dumped on it. Yeah, but it's better than, still better than a lot of movies. Is it? Okay. All right. You think it's worse than- I almost gave it a one. That's, you're just, (laughs) we'll work on your cold heart another time. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) No, I I don't know. We'll see if it launches these two actors' careers. I would imagine that she will act more. Probably. And, I mean, people love Philip Seymour Hoffman. They do. So I think this kid's gonna that kid's gonna act more too. I would think so. Yeah. All right. What else do you have to recommend? I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's awesome. Amazing. Best 
Mission Impossible villain. <laughs> oh, does he do other things? I'm just, uh, just kidding. <laughs> a great Broadway actor. And that's all he'll be remembered for. Uh, what else do you want to recommend for our listeners? Well, I saw a play. I don't think anyone else is going to be able to see it. So don't, so don't recommend it. <laughs> well, I think it's... Was a, I mean, you could look for it. Maybe it's coming to a, uh, okay. a community theater near you. Stop flexing. Whatever. I'm not. This is what I, this is what I consume, Reed. Be populist. I, I'm sorry. This is what I consume. I, it was at St. Anne's Warehouse in New York City, and it was by Enda Walsh, who's a really, really funny and out-of-the-box thinking Irish playwright. And it's called Medicine, and it had Domhnall Gleeson in it. And uh, they're just, he's a mental patient in a hospital that won't let him out. And it's his birthday. And he gets to create the story of his choosing with actors on his birthday in this hospital. So that's what you see him do. Oh, so good. Yeah, Domino Gleason just screaming for about three minutes as loud as he could with disco music playing. Okay. Fun. It was. <laughs> so fun. Uh, I'm going to go another direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Uh, I have been a longtime fan of the show Hard Knocks that shows an NFL team's training camp experience. And this year, they're doing a week-to-week episode of like Hard Knocks in season following the Indianapolis Colts. And it started in week eight, but so I don't know why. Like, maybe they, (laughs) I'm so interested in how it came about. I don't know anything about that, but it just, shows this team and shows their practices and interviews with the stars and the coach. And uh, are, there, are there any stars on that team? Uh, the Jonathan Taylor is going to be potentially the MVP of the NFL. That's true. He's the only one I've heard of the quarterback. Who dat? Who dat? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Is it Wentz? It's is Wentz. It? Okay. It's Wentz. You love uh, you love those sports reality shows, man. I think a sports doc is pretty pretty high up there for me on stuff I enjoy. Are they docs or are they? That's not a reality show, is it? It's not, I, it's not a documentary. I think it's a reality show. What's the difference? They're performing for the camera. Yeah, but they're also just like performing. I don't. I mean, I don't know. There's okay. Interesting. I, I'll give it a watch. So a documentary has to be about something in the past. It can't be in real time. No. You have, no, you have an observational documentary, but... Do you think the head, the sitting head interviews makes it performative? No, those are in documentaries, too. It's, it's, the, um, it's, it's, the, it's the spotlight on them that makes it seem like a reality show to me. That's that problem. You can't observe. If, as soon as people know they're being observed, they change their behavior. I don't even mean the spotlight of the cameras from the docker, from the film crew. I mean the spotlight of... These guys are, you know, their their lives are their brands. That's what it is. If you're a football player or a coach, your identity is your brand. So they're just branding themselves by doing an interview on a documentary. That seems very much, that's what it is. Huh. I figured out the difference between documentary and reality TV just now. If the characters are brands in and of themselves, then it's a show. It's all a show. So Kenny G's documentary? Documentary or reality TV? Well... He was involved in the production. No, he wasn't. Yeah. I mean, they interviewed him. And he approved it and gave him access to his stuff. Yeah, but that's... It's a brand. Uh, it, not really. It's not the same to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. I haven't seen that one. You have to watch it and let me know. Or one of you listeners. 
Yeah, get out, get out, Ty. His number is seven. <laughs> get out of here. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.